This is an Eden special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Eden's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. From the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Hey, everyone. Welcome to ENN. Ray Rowe. On TWE. Oh, that's right. On TWE. Uh, let's start off by saying good evening to Michael. I can't pull out and say I'm out. And to Don. Why do you gotta be a hater? And to myself. Do you want it? You're going to get it every day. Why do you get to be a hater? You're, that doesn't even sound like you. No. Was that my exchange with... Uh... No, it was with me. It was when I said... Uh, what, what what idea did he have that I shot down in a heartbeat? It was like a quarter... I, I think it was it was jet-like positivity. It was something along no, those No, but it, it, was, it was one particularly unrealistic one. It was like a quarterback idea. It was something. I was like, but you know that's not happening. And and you, you said, do you want it? You're going to get it every day. I'm sorry, you said. Why do you get to be a hater? <laughs> well, I can't do it now. All right, guys, if you didn't hear it, we had the Jets head coach, Mr. Robert Bartholomew Sala, on the show with us earlier. Here he is being asked if Zach Wilson is the guy. Zach Wilson's our guy. Really excited for his opportunity and excited to see, for him to show the world how far he's come. How do you like that, Michael? Excited for the world to see just how far he's come. Well, we got a little peak yesterday. He hasn't come that far. I, I mean, he, he played better, I thought, than he did for a lot of the games last year. But he doesn't seem like a guy who reacts well to when things don't go well. So maybe this carries over. But, boy, that's a tough defense to face next week or this coming uh, weekend. We also asked uh, Coach Sala, uh, will you be looking for a quarterback who could potentially challenge Zach? We are going to look for a third quarterback. I, I don't know what that, that looks like mm. or what that what I have much detail on that right now. Tim Boyle will be elevated to our uh, to the backup quarterback. But this is Zach's team. I think people get confused sometimes, and I, I think we play the game of Madden in the outside world in terms of like, hey, let's just go get this quarterback, plug him in, and he'll be good. There's so much detail that goes in the quarterback play, understanding the playbook, all the nuance that's been created over the course of OTAs and training camp and preseason games and all the different meeting times and all the conversations that are had in the locker room. Like, And to expect someone to just jump in within a week or two and uh, pick up on all that nuance is kind of unfair, not only to the individual that would be asked of that, but to the entire organization as a whole. All right, so and let so me I ask think you. When, when people look at those circumstances, it, it just doesn't work that way. So we're going to look to add a guy just so we can get third, uh, a third quarterback, but for anyone to expect that third quarterback to, to jump in and compete, it's, I think it's just unrealistic. Don, who was the backup quarterback for Hackett in, in Denver last year? Do you know off the top of your head? Because that's the guy to bring in. Backup quarterback for Hackett in Denver last year. He's in oh, someone who out. knows the system, you're saying? Yeah. Right, he knows the system. And, and and that does make sense what Sala said. It doesn't solve the problem that I've been talking about all summer. Why is Zach Wilson your backup quarterback? Because now it's hard to scramble out of this because he's right. You can't just bring somebody in off the street and expect them to pick up the system and feel comfortable doing it. That's unfair. So for the time being, I guess it is Zach Wilson or bust, but... You it, should never have been putting yourself in this situation. It was, should um, have been a better quarterback. It was Mark Rippon's kid, Brett Rippon. Bring him in. That's right. You remember that? That's unfamiliar at all? Yeah. Yep. 
Garrett Wilson was on with uh, Barton Hahn and uh, his reaction to the injury. My heart hurts for Aaron. First off, you know, just seeing him last night and, and the emotion, you know, that was going into him getting out there, being out there and, and everything that we had put in this offseason to be able to play, you know, in the games, you know, and it sucks, man, because, you know, you make it through a whole training camp, you make it through OTAs, you know, something that, that he didn't have to do by any means, but he wanted to be there and, and he did everything the right way. And then to see it all go down like that in our first game is heartbreaking. And my heart with him, I'm praying for him, man. It sucks, bro. And that's just, you know, you know, the reality of the game we play is that stuff like that can happen and, and you never want to see it happen. But yeah, man, you just hate to see it. And I'm confident that he'll go about it the right way. He's seen it all in this league and he, he's got my support 100 percent, you know. Well, this is when, you know, th- this is one of the big jobs a coach has. I mean, Saul has to coach games, obviously, but to keep your team engaged and not feeling defeated after all your plans go down the drain after four plays Let's see what Salah has. Let's see if he has the team's attention because you've got to keep them from feeling sorry for themselves. Another name that's been thrown out there, um, he hasn't played in a while, is Blake Bortles because he was with uh, Hackett in Jacksonville. But he has not played since 2019. Well, that's not good. I wouldn't think so. No. I'm good. I think they're good. Honestly, I mean, I was thinking about it all last night. I, I think they're good with Wilson, whether you believe it or not, whether you think it's the right decision or not. Because why wouldn't you have gotten a veteran? It would have made sense to get a veteran. Even if you believe Zach was going to be the backup quarterback, Michael, wouldn't it have made sense to just get a veteran in there to back up? Didn't do it. And it wasn't because of cap space. They had plenty of cap space. I still I, I don't know that I've ever seen or anything like that. What's the, what's the comp? You guys have any remotely close comp? Yeah, it's Vinny. Is I mean I guess that's the, but that's the closest but, one. But Vinny's a bit different. You know, it, it, but Vinny had been there before. Like, is there anybody that is a new acquisition that changes the complexion of the organization, gets you from not believing to completely believing, and he's out in the very first game? Right. Who? Like, can you think of a I baseball it, player, a, it's a free not the agent? First game, but I mean, Kevin Durant getting hurt again with the Nets. But just right away, immediately. I don't. I, I don't uh, know if there is. I'm a just time. trying to. And, and it's the year, right? Like, because Kevin Durant came into Brooklyn with the big injury already and rehabbed as a net, but then hurt his knee. Right. But that was later. But that was later. I mean, we've seen Edwin Diaz comes close. I mean, but that's not a no. new addition. But that, to me, that derailed the Mets season right away. It did. That was heartbreaking. It didn't have nearly the drama, the the pomp and circumstance no. of last night. I mean, we have audio. Uh, no pressure, Anthony. I don't, I don't want to throw something at you and have you yell at me. But uh, you don't happen to have the audio of Bob when it happened, did you? Oh yeah, we got that. I, I'd like to hear what it sounded like right here on ninety-eight seven ESPN because we all, we all, most of us, if you were at home, you went through the. Uh, eyes, ears, and voice of Mr. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Here's what it sounded like here on 98.7 with Bob Wischusen. Aaron Rodgers in the shotgun cooked to his left. Takes the snap, drops back, looks over the middle, under pressure, and he will be set back to the 32-yard line by Leonard Floyd. So the Bills get a big negative, and Aaron Rodgers gets up with a limp. Aaron Rodgers right now doesn't look 100% right. Well, that's a delayed blitz because he's got Leonard Floyd, the right he's defensive going down. end. Aaron Rodgers is sitting down in the field. He's hurt. 
11.15 to go in the opening quarter. And Aaron Rodgers is injured on the sack by Leonard Floyd. And the Jet training staff surrounds him. And Zach Wilson pops up and starts to get ready and takes some warm-up throws. Nightmare. It's the, it's the sounds of a nightmare. You, you could just play the, the Halloween music. Uh, here's Marty and Bob a, a bit more uh, afterwards when the, when the cart comes out. And Bob, just an update on Aaron Rodgers. They're bringing out the wagon over there by the blue tent. Looks like he may go back in and get some x-rays done. Hard to believe. Yeah, let's, let's make it up. This is what it really sounds like. And Bob, just an update on Aaron Rodgers. They're bringing out the wagon over there by the blue tent. Looks like he may go back in and get some x-rays done. Hard to believe. A, a literal horror show last night. What did you think it was at first, Michael? Because I, at, at, at first, I really went, they showed the replay many times. I saw that little moment where it looked like his, the front of his cleat kind of kind of got stuck in the turf, but I kept seeing it, expecting to see something really bad, and to me, I just kept thinking it's an ankle. Like, it's not. That's it's, what I thought. I mean, again, I, the first time that I even knew it was happening was on the radio listening to Kevin Harlan, and they thought it was an ankle, too. But then ESPN had the incredible replay, and Adam Schefter brought it up. You see that kind of shimmy in the calf, which many doctors around the country right away said, well, that's an Achilles. So there was kind of a vibration that you could see if you slowed it down in the calf, and that's that's when you knew it was not good. Four plays, no completions, no yards gained. Aaron Rodgers, the 2023 season. 2023 season, four and out. Robert Griffin III, our, our buddy, he talks about Zach Wilson and what kind of option he is for the Jets. There's not a guy on the street or in any booth anywhere, including myself, that has a, that's going to give the Jets a better chance to win than Zach Wilson. None of us know the offense. Right. None of us have those relationships in the locker room. It's going to be Zach Wilson or nobody this year for the Jets, and they got to accept that. I don't know if he has great relationships in the, in the locker room. They turned on him last year for Mike White. That is true, but they did rally around him last night. So well, I mean, they had no they had no option at that point. But they threw him under the bus last year. Isn't it strange though? Quarterbacks, it's such a weird position because they'll have moments. He had moments yesterday, guys. He had a couple of darts in big spots. We go, that's well, a good ball. Th- third and long that, that yeah. he was able to complete, and then the quarterback sneak on fourth down. That wasn't all bad. But there was a lot of dysfunction as well. I mean, that pass was not a good one to Wilson for the touchdown. I mean, that could have been deflected up in the air and intercepted just as easily as it was caught by Wilson. And Michael, has there been a, a more under-the-radar hero because of everything that's happened than Jordan Whitehead? Oh, my goodness. What a game for him. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Three picks for number three? Wild. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Sauce Gardner was not great statistically yesterday. If you if you check the rating in terms of passes thrown at him, however, he did have, you know. Don, I don't even know how big an offensive pass interference it was late that they called on Diggs in that big spot. That was clear. I thought it was pretty clear. I, I, to me, I thought it was. Eh, I thought it was sort of ticky tack, but I think it's a credit um, to what Sauce Gardner. How referees already look at Sauce Gardner. He is already that dude. I tweeted about that, and of course, everyone goes. <laughs> Excuse me. I guess you're not looking at what the numbers are on, on Pro Football Focus right now. Wow. Yeah, because I, I said, oh, the second you look up and saw that play, it's Sauce Gardner. You know it's offensive pass interference. And Don, how quickly these people will go into numbers these days and throw them at you. He, he's given up 52 yards, four for four in the second half. Yeah, but he's still Sauce Gardner. That's part of the reason the ref it, throws it, the flag. It's funny. I mean, all these people that rail about uh, analytics, when they want to win an argument, that's what they fall oh, back to. Oh, boy. They'll find some number out there that will prove them right. I have a question for you. When the ref saw separation, the separation happened between Stefan Diggs and Sauce Gardner, and they saw Sauce Gardner go flying back. Were they thinking, real real quick, are they thinking more about the fact of what the the pro football focus says about targets at Sauce Gardner today? Or the fact you see number one a certain way, you see players for who they are. I get it, but it's not like Stefan Diggs is nobody. He's no yo-yo. He's more established in the league. He's been around a little bit longer. I you thought know, that was a real gutsy call. That so, and call. this is an offensive league, right, Michael? So usually they'll give the benefit of the doubt to the wide receiver. But I thought it was pretty blatant, didn't you, Michael? I mean, you yes. saw him extend his arms, Sauce moves backwards. Replay. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny. I thought the reaction was more than the whatever. Either way, great play by the Sauce. You end up getting a, a, a huge penalty there. Uh, and we can talk a lot about this football team, but we're not going to talk about the, the defense having many problems yesterday. They were really, really solid uh, through and through. Let's go to the Giants for a second. Um, you want to hear from Darren Waller? Yes. Sure. Uh, here's Waller speaking about the turf situation at MetLife. I mean, everybody in the league probably want to play on grass. I'm pretty sure they changed the turf at MetLife from before because of like the, the injury rate that it had compared to other ones. And playing on it on Sunday, I mean, I guess we had like monsoon rains to, to deal with, so I probably wasn't that focused on the turf. But yeah, I mean, everybody in the league would rather play on grass. It doesn't matter who you ask. I did notice for the first time the other night. I heard Greeny talking about this too. The, the 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 weird, you know, specks of turf all over Daniel Jones's face the other night. It was yeah, crazy, like right? freckles. Very strange. Um, Let's ground up tires. It's not what you want. No. Well, apparently they do because they put it in there. Let's hear from Micah Parsons uh, yeah. talking to Bleacher Report about his thoughts on Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is not a bad quarterback. I know, I know, I know. Some of you may think that he is a bad quarterback and why resign him? You have to remember, Dave Jones just went against top three defensive uh, teams in the league. Um, they're still learning to gel together. He's still learning how to be the guy. It's only his second year with Brian DeBowl, so he gets he gets mm-hmm. grace. I th- I don't think I think nowadays we don't give the same grace as we do with guys like. Peyton Manning when they came into the league. I, that's another pronunciation of, of Daniel's yeah, last I've name. I've never heard that. What, what, what are we going to do? We got to come up. This is, this is a challenge for one of you guys, Anthony or Jacob. Over time, we need a good compilation of every version of this guy's name. It, I, I, it's the most basic name that gets butchered the most. I don't get it. And the guy has come out and said it's Dable like Table. It's an What's easy that? way to remember. Brian DeBulls. 
And and you, you get it on like professional broadcasters too. I don't get it. Brian DeBose. Dable. Show like the man some respect. It's not about respect. They did I got interviewed by someone last night on ESPN Radio, like the national show. They they called me to do a little hit on the... That's because uh, you're all dressed up. Yeah, they were all right away. They were impressed. And they definitely said uh, <laughs> uh, Robert Salah. That one's oh, still... That was right. that caller that always used to do that, too. Well, that was intentional, but some people do that unintentionally, just wrong. They j- last night, in fact, uh, uh, Jacob says Peyton Manning did it a couple times. Salah? Salah. Yeah, he butchered uh, Robert Salah's name like three or four times. That's that's tough. Wow. You hate to see that. Uh, Chris Canty responded to what we had to say about him yesterday. Oh, no. On the new National Morning Show, uh, Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Unsportsmanlike. Sorry. (laughs) I got it. Just Unsportsmanlike, right? made it a hockey. I like it. You know, Don, I'm always thinking about the puck. That's right. Uh, Here's Canty responding to the show. uh, I hope we're not hurt by this. Here we go. If you're asking me who would I rather have, I'd rather have Kyler Murray than Daniel Jones. I'd rather the other regret because the other regret has more talent. And I've seen the other regret be a guy that resurrected a franchise that couldn't get out of its own way. Kyler Murray was the driving force, the biggest change agent in Arizona. That's not the case with Daniel Jones in the New York Giants. Daniel Jones wasn't the biggest reason that that team went 9-7-1. It was Saquon Barkley who had 1,600 yards from scrimmage last year. It was a defense that was very opportunistic. It wasn't about Daniel Jones. He had 15 touchdown passes. How could it be about the quarterback getting the program turned around? It clearly wasn't him, but at least I can point to the talent in Kyler Murray and say, if I got this guy, he can make other guys around him better. Right. I have never been able to say that with any degree of conviction or confidence about Daniel Jones. So why are we going to sit here and say that if things continue to trend the way that we saw them on Sunday night against the Dallas Cowboys, if things continue to trend the way they have since Jones has come into this division where you keep getting thumped by the Eagles and the Cowboys, why would we think the Giants wouldn't consider going in a different direction at the quarterback spot. All right. After one game. I'll just let it sit. I don't even have to respond. It it spoke volumes by itself. That was the uh, the whole Kyler Murray part. We didn't even speak about Kyler Murray. But, But, I mean, he's turned on this guy in one game? But that's your take from from Sunday was the Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones, all right, 15 touchdown passes. I believe he ran for seven. Yep. He didn't turn the ball over. So, yeah, Saquon was a driving force, but to say Daniel Jones didn't have something to do with them going uh, be a 9-1 team. Meanwhile, Kyle Mur- Kyler Murray has crippled the Cardinals. Crippled them. Right. They they gave him a, a suffocating contract, and they're losing to try to get his replacement. It's, right. it's, so how good is he? It, it, there, it, see, it's the Kyler part is, that's complex is there's obviously a thing that's deeper with Kyler than his play on the field. Because we have seen Kyler Murray play really yeah, good football before. But we also hear the things about him not preparing. Anthony, what was the crazy stat you would give about his record the day after the new Madden would come out? Like, Kyler Murray literally couldn't no. win games after... What game was it? Yeah, it's it's um, Call of Duty. Literally, when the new Call of Duty comes out, his you lose Kyler Murray. Because yeah. so so, I heard Greeny completely poo-poo Kyler Murray. and you say he ab- Call of Duty to poo-poo. Be careful. He... he <laughs> <laughs> Greeny said he absolutely would take Zach Wilson over Kyler Murray. I don't know that I'd be so quick to say that. I have seen Kyler Murray play good well, football, but there's but, a lot that, that goes with Kyler Murray. And it's not his fault that the Cardinals gave him that contract. But his best year, when he, he went to the Pro Bowl back-to-back years, he never he hasn't thrown for 4,000 yards. He's had 26 touchdowns, 20, 26, and 24 his first three years. There's no question there's talent, but... It also hasn't worked out at all, and they're going to move on. Are you ready to say that Daniel Jones is ill-prepared? 
that are you going to say that he was anywhere near the problem? Have you guys, on Sunday? Have you guys already heard this story? I'm sure you have about the Wisconsin, the petty Wisconsin bar. Yeah, yo-yos. yeah. Who decided to well, did, made out okay? Yeah, they decided to uh, do a deal at the Jack's American Pub in Milwaukee for free drinks if the Jets lost. It was supposed to be like a good riddance to Aaron Rodgers party. Then, of course, things went horribly wrong. Now, listen to this: cheers erupted at the bar when Rodgers was injured in the first quarter. People not, are awful. Not so much out of spite, but the realization that the bar tabs would all be free. So people began to then run their tabs up to the max, assuming the Jets would lose. Of course, that did not happen. No. The Jets come back, and all these yo-yos had to play their big, fat tabs. What do they say about karma? It's a biatch. It's a B. Um, yeah. I do think they should make this. Gi- Don, given, tell me I'm wrong. Given what happened on Sunday and Monday night, don't you think this should be the theme music every time you set foot in the MetLife Stadium? Yeah, scary. Every single week. Uh, we didn't get much time for this at all today. Don, you were right. Don called this early. Don Stradamus. The Mets are hiring David Stearns mm. as the president of baseball operations. Kind of slides under the radar today, given the news of the day, but it 38 is years old. 38 years old. And I'm a Mets fan. Jeff Passan, as Jeff Passan, our very own, described it on Twitter, the new era of the New York Mets has begun. That will do it for ENN on this Tuesday evening. This is the biggest front office signing by a baseball team since the Dodgers signed Andrew Friedman. That's how that's how valued David Stearns is. Wow. And 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 a hell of a commissioner. And Epler no, no, stays on no, as GM. David Stern. Yeah, Epler stays on as GM. Hmm. But I mean his his powers have been greatly oh. reduced. Greatly reduced. He's an errand boy now. That's that's a tough fall. Well, I mean it's a it's a tough thing way to describe it, but the heavy lifting is now going to be done by Stearns. Are you saying that uh, Epler has become like Spider in, in Goodfellas? Well, I hope it ends no. better for him. <laughs> well, you no 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 you you thought you thought well, I said, I said, I'm all right, Spider. Spider. Yeah. So Dan Gross is coming up next. Yeah, why is that not? The way we're looking at oh, it. Oh boy, devastating. Crippled. He had he had Roger Goodell on the pregame show yesterday. Sure, Vinny Testaverde on the mm. pregame. That's pretty good. And then it all went then, south. Then it all You're going to want to hear this open. I'm sure. Oh, it's going to be strong. Will you run to your car, Don, so you can hear it, or will you stay there live? I'm not running. <laughs> You're not running? I'm not staying live either. I, I'll, I'll get what I get. Uh, yeah, I guess he to... probably texted you the whole thing. No, no, I sat down with him like a gentleman during you think, a break. You think they go over the show every day together? Oh, of course. They yeah! All their thoughts and dreams, hopes and dreams. Anyway, Yankee baseball coming up on Yes. Game two of their doubleheader of Try to Sweet and tie the Red Sox in the American League East. In the words of Billy Joel, life is a series of hellos and goodbyes. I'm afraid it's time for goodbye again. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.